May I invite you please to join in our opening hymn for today's service, Will Your Anchor Hold?
I welcome you to this service for Jim Logan, a much-loved husband, father, father-in-law and grandfather, and a good friend, friend to many throughout his life. I welcome yourself, Emily, uh, Jim's wife, who just short of 62 years. I welcome Angela and Guy, uh, Emily's and Jim's uh, children, uh, their spouses, Alistair and Pauline, and of course, grandchildren, Mary, Matthew, and Joseph. I welcome also many people who will be joining us later on in the audio recording that will be available on the SoundCloud on St Bride's Parish Campus Line website. This funeral today takes place under difficult circumstances. Many people who would be here normally are unable to be present, but as you can imagine, these people send you their best wishes and prayers at this time. Today we are here at the end of a life of a man who has had a long life. Many people have lives that are cut short, taken away before their time, and this is not the case for Jim. Jim's life began early in the decades of the 20th century, crossed over into a new century and a new millennia, and lived 20 years into this century. He lived through times of great human progress lived through the Second World War, had an exceptionally fruitful working life, had a long and happy marriage, and lived to see his own children into adult life, married and their children growing up too. It has not been a life that has been cut short, but a life that has lived to see many things and a life that's been so blessed in many ways. He was a person who was joyful and happy positive person, a person who always saw the good in things. Today in our service we remember him with great fondness and love for what he meant to all of you in your life. Let us pray. Lord our God, the death of our dear brother Jim recalls our human condition and the brevity of our lives here on earth. But for those who believe in your love, death is not the end nor does it destroy the bonds that you forge in our lives. And we share the faith of your son's disciples and the hope of the children of God. Bring the light of Christ's resurrection to this time of testing and pain as we pray for dear Jim and for those who love him. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to have uh, scripture readings and invite the youngsters in our congregation to come and do those readings. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. John chapter 14 verses verses 2 to 9. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, 
I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us, your, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? sure it's just a coincidence but there is a kind of watery theme going on in the music that you've chosen for this service today those pearl fishers diving into deep water and the anchor of the boat holding and making the boat safe and sound in the stormy seas I'm sure it's just a coincidence and maybe I'm the only one that might have noticed it Instead, maybe the music and the songs have been chosen for different reasons. These is the pearl fishers because of its sublime beauty of the music and the singing. Let your anchor hold fast the BB song, which maybe meant so much to Jim, a memory of his youth, outdoor activities, and that idea of faith in God that holds us steady in choppy waters of life. But this watery theme gives me the chance perhaps to speak of Jim's life in these terms. Life presents us with a vast ocean of possibilities. We can never imagine all the things that will go to make up our life. There are moments in which we look over our shoulders though and we realise the ocean that we've crossed, the many things that we've done, the many people that we've met, the great things that we've achieved, the difficulties faced, the problems overcome, and the fruits of our labour. Having lived a long life himself, I hope over these last years of his life, Jim had moments in which he was able to look over his shoulder and see where the journey of his life had taken him, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, and the great seas that he crossed. Reading the notes put together by the family for the occasion, which I will read out in a moment, Jim's life charted a steady course. He was never blown off course too often. He had good memories of growing up in Glasgow with his mum and dad, Mary and Thomas, and his sister Margaret. He had good memories of childhood, his outdoor life and activities with the BP and the summer camps, his cycling days in his youth, in which he would travel many miles. He had a very fruitful working life, skilled, precise draftsman. He was a colleague and a friend at work that was much respected. He was to meet someone who was to be the love of his life, Emily. They were to marry at the Ramshorn in 1958. Little did he know that they were, would be able to celebrate a silver wedding, a golden wedding and a diamond wedding. 
they had a long and happy marriage together. Dancing brought them together. They loved to dance and whiz around the dance floor. And it was to remain the love of their life. Although in later years, they were not quite able to take to the dance floor as they once had. They were to have two children who are here with us today, whom they were immensely proud of. Talented, caring and good people. As parents, both himself and Emily gave good example, wise and good counsel, and much happiness and joy and contentment in family life. Both himself and Emily were delighted when Pauline and Alistair joined the family. Jim himself got unspeakable joy when the grandchildren arrived in the world, Mary and Matthew and Erin and Joseph. Both himself and Emily loved each of them very much and took great delight in watching them progress through life. They delighted to see them do well in what they set out to do. And like many grandparents, their hearts burst with pride at the small and large achievements and successes that they had. I'm sure it will be counted as one of the blessings of their own life, these grandchildren, to have such great memories and such love of their grandparents growing up. I know that each of you sent a letter which was put in the coffin in which you were able to say how much you loved your grandfather and what he meant to you. That love you will always have in your hearts. Jim himself loved growing things, the beauty of nature. He loved flowers and plants and seeing growing things and took great satisfaction in making the garden beautiful and sharing his plants and bulbs with others. Even ourselves at St Bride's in Canvas Lang one springtime uh, shared his daffodils uh, for Easter in the church. There are very many things that struck me about Jim in the times that I met him. He always was happy and full of life. He was so easy to get on with and conversations and friendship were easy. He had a great zest and enthusiasm for life, which I think he certainly passed on to family. A positive outlook that flows into life and an ability to get on with others. But it was that joy and that happiness and that great warmth that struck out most about him. He was such a good-hearted man. Today we sense that vast ocean of life that Jim himself has crossed. So many things done, so many people met, so many things achieved. Now he is heading to the safe harbour. Now he has reached safe lodgings. Now he has reached the end of the journey. We have no fears for him. The words of the Gospel recount to us these things. Now let your servant go in peace. The work is done. The life is lived. Let your servant go in peace. There is that moment when the gift of life runs out and we are confident that God guides our boat to safe harbour and to its destination. There's a favourable wind that fills our sails and guides us to the place where we're meant to go, that destination that we're meant to reach. We're behind now the uncertainties of the seas, 
the winds and storms of life, we've reached our destination, which we've been journeying towards. The 22nd Psalm, which we'll hear uh, sung uh, in just a moment, reminds us of green pastures and living waters. This is the place where the weary traveller is to travel towards. Today we are so thankful for the life of Jim that has meant so much here to so many and to so much to so many others. Jim, we thank you for the joy that you brought to people in their life. We thank you for wise and good ways. We thank you for the love that you have shown and that you have made others grow tall and strong. We thank you for all that you have meant to your family and the joy that you have brought to their hearts. Your joy and goodness will never be forgotten. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I want just to read to you a few notes uh, that the family had prepared uh, today. James, or Jim, as he was known to his family, was born on the 22nd of August 1932 in Flemington Street, Springburn, Glasgow. He was the second child to Mary and Thomas and brother to Margaret. His school years were overshadowed by World War II. And despite this, it was a happy childhood he loved swimming and cycling and was a member of the Boys' Brigade, where he particularly enjoyed the summer camps at Stonehaven and swimming in the outdoor pool, an event he happily relived many years later, swimming in that same pool with his grandchildren. Jim was a keen cyclist, despite uh, being knocked off by his bike in a bus at early age. His only concern was that this accident would lead uh, to a hospital stay lasting the entire school holiday. Cycling continued to be a hobby throughout the teenage years and he would often go on nighttime cycles, runs from Galloway Street in Springburn, where the family now lived, out through Bishop Briggs to Campsie Glen. Young Jim also regularly went ice skating to the cinema. He would also save up tickets to see any film stars who came to Glasgow and he was a big fan of Bob Hope and Laurel, Hardy, Laurel and Hardy and saw them all at the Glasgow Empire after his mother Mary kindly queued for hours to get him the tickets. After Jim left the Albert Secondary School, he started work at Glasgow Steel Roofing Company, first working as an office boy, then an apprentice draftsman. It was while working for his next employer, Maitland Metal Works, that Jim started dance classes, first trying Latin American, before enrolling at the Roger McEwan Baldwin Dance Class, where he met the love of his life, Emily. Their favourite dance together was the modern waltz and their dancing prowess was admired for years to come. As well as dancing, Jim and Emily enjoyed going to the cinema and theatre and after a short courtship got engaged in, 18, in Easter 1957 and married in May 1958 at St David's Ramsorn Church in Glasgow. The honeymoon was in Perth where they stayed at the, country, the county hotel and when they excitedly arrived in Perth, assuming the hotel was in the countryside, they took a taxi from the station, only to find the hotel was just around the corner. So 
when the Emily's began their, their married life in Gourley Street in Springburn and then moved to Bishopbriggs where they lived for nearly 60 years and where their children Angela and Guy grew up. The family enjoyed many happy holidays in Cornwall, Devon and Bournemouth. Most days were spent on the beach and swimming in the sea. Jim always got involved with whatever the children were doing even if it meant he was buried in the sand. No matter where the family went on holiday, Jim always bumped into someone from Springburn where he grew up. He never forgot a face, but he wasn't too good with the names. The family never got to find out who he was talking to. The family also took city breaks, holidays to Paris and London, where they went to see The Mousetrap by Agatha Christie, Jim's favourite author. In 1991, the family grew when Angela married Alistair and Guy married Pauline. Jim was very fond of both his new son and daughter-in-law and was always willing to lend a hand with decorating and renovating their homes. Jim's career as piping and mechanical draftsman lasted for more than 50 years. His work took him all over Scotland and the north of England. Some of the places he worked in include ICI in Yorkshire, De Groot Engineering in Fife, UEI, uh, shipbuilders in Clybank, Kestrel Marine in Dundee, Scottish and Newcastle breweries in Edinburgh, Brit Oil and Tennant Caledonian breweries both in Glasgow. He had fond memories of the years he worked in Simon Carves Engineering, where he was a member of the Photography Club and the families enjoyed annual sailing trips down the Clyde. He also spoke fondly of his years spent in RW Lidl in Park Circus, where he formed lasting friendships. Jim retired in 1997 but kept himself busy in his garden, which he loved. That same year his first grandchild, Mary, was born and his family continued to grow with the births of his other grandchildren, Matthew, Aaron and Joseph. He loved nothing better than being with the children and the, grand- with his gra- the children and the grandchildren and the whole family enjoyed many holidays together in Scotland and particularly Stonehaven where they stayed several times. Other memorable family holidays included Creef Hydro, North Berwick, McConney in Fife to celebrate Jim and Emily's 75th birthdays and Carrick Castle near Loch Oilhead to celebrate their diamond wedding anniversary. The grandchildren still remember Grandpa going down the chute at Stonehaven Pool for he was always full of fun. Throughout his life, uh, Jim had many hobbies his love of photography has left a wonderful legacy for the family. From photos taken on his, on his and Emily's holiday in Italy in the 1950s through to videos of his grandchildren growing up. His curious nature led him to try out new things, beer and winemaking. He always had to sample them as they were brewing and, and, uh, brewing and home baking with his grandchildren, although most of the cakes were eaten right, right, right away. Gardening remained his favourite pastimes in later years. He loved pottering in his garden and greenhouse, planting seeds and presenting his children with potted plants for their gardens. He was keen to take his grandchildren about he was keen to teach his grandchildren about plants and show them his latest projects by taking them a stroll round the garden. He was a great storyteller, although he had a tendency to exaggerate. Every year on his daughter's Angela's birthday, he would retell the story of how cold it was the night she was born and how deep the snow was. And every time he told the story, the temperature got a bit lower 
and the snow be a bit deeper. Jim was also very fond of singing, particularly in the shower, and maybe it was due to his pure hearing, but he could never remember more than the first line of any song, so he would rum-pa-pum the rest of it. It was impossible to hear this and not smile. He loved spending time with the grandchildren, recounting stories of his days as an office boy and having a fly, fly puff of the boss's cigar when he'd left the office. Jim had a great sense of humour and would easily manage to fill a room with laughter. The funny stories that he's left for the family will keep, their sp- will keep his spirit alive forever. Jim himself had a wonderful zest for life. Even when his health deteriorated, he would still greet his visitors with warmth and enthusiasm. He was always cheerful and remained positive till the end of his life. His love, kindness and strength of spirit will live on forever in all our hearts. I ask you to join in the psalm, uh, which is the Lord's my shepherd, the criminal version.
Our grandpa kept a garden, a garden of the heart. He planted all the good things that gave our lives their start. He turned us to the sunshine and encouraged us to dream, fostering and nurturing the seeds of self-esteem. And then the winds and rain came. He protected us enough, but not too much because he knew we would stand up strong and tough. His constant good example always taught us right from wrong, markers for our pathway that will last a lifetime long. We are our grandpa's garden. We are his legacy. Thank you, Grandpa Jimmy. We love you for eternity. Before we go our separate ways, let us take leave of our dear brother. May our farewell express our affection for him. We ease our sadness and strengthen our hope. One day we shall joyfully greet him again, when the love of Christ, which conquers all things, destroys even death itself. To you, O Lord, we commend the soul of your servant, Jim. In the sight of this world he is now dead, and in your sight may he live forever. Forgive whatever sins he may have committed through human weakness, and in your goodness grant him everlasting peace. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Merciful Lord, you know the anguish of the sorrowful and you are attentive to the prayers of the humble. Hear your people who cry out to you in their need and strengthen their hope in your lasting goodness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Our final retiring music uh, today will be We'll Meet Again.